Yo, I'm Chad. And this is Eric. And together we are... Yeah, Ladies and gentlemen, Bam. it's tournament time. Yes, my favorite time of the year, March Madness, bitches. I've been, uh, Eric, I've been watching League of Legends tournament. The huge Intel Extreme Masters tournament is happening live right now. I think it just concluded. We're on the Sunday of the end, and it just, the League of Legends part has finished, and I just got home from work on a Sunday, and I can't wait to watch the three to five game finale. All right. Shut the Ooh. fuck up. What? <laughs> This is not the March Madness I'm talking about, Chad. Yeah, well, lay it on us then. Well, anyways, March Madness is about sports. It's about betting money on college basketball and watching Cinderella teams upset top seeds. Yo, that's but, what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. No, it's stop. all about that, man. God damn you. I'm going to just get off of this now. <sighs> Don't take this away from me, Chad. This is our March Madness. All right, let's do it. Fuck the League of Legends. <laughs> Just because that one commercial blasted out your eardrums. No, we're, we're like two minutes in here, and we haven't talked about what we're supposed to talk about. All right, let's talk let's about, about League of Legends afterwards. All right, all right, all right. It's a March Madness Jumpman podcast-style tournament hmm. where we determine something awesome. Okay. In the in the past, we've done uh, we've made our tournament brackets for the best cartoon of all time, best video game. Last year, we did uh, best rescue video game. Mm-hmm. We've done best Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah. So uh, and so, what we do is, we we take uh, 32, 32 of our subjects, and we put them into uh, four brackets of eight. So we'll have four number one seeds, four number two, all the way to eight. Me and you debate each one along the way, deciding who's going to be our champion. And if we tie, if we disagree, one of us will have the power of veto. We just one person starts out with it and they can veto it, but as soon as they use the veto, it flips over to the other person right. to be used at their discretion. So in in previous years, sometimes one person holds on to the veto of power until the very end. Well, <laughs> some, not the very end. I've all, I always use it a couple times. Yeah, some. I mean, I'm just saying it's it's to be used strategically. Sometimes sure. you give up somebody that you really like because you want to hold on to that veto power for the next yeah. uh, mission. I'm going to tell you, this is going to be the craziest of all tournaments because in years past, even though it was a tournament, there was still probably like at least four peop- four things that I was like, you know, these probably will be the ones that make it. Mm-hmm. Looking at this one, no fucking clue what's going through. It's going to be a bloodbath yeah. because this year is going to be the top movie henchman of all time. Yes. I mean, what movie isn't good without a henchman? You I mean, need what, them. Yeah, I mean, the villain can't get his hands dirty all the time. You need henchmen. They move the plot along. Mm-hmm. They establish dominance, at least temporarily. They give the good guy uh, a way to prove his awesomeness. That's true. That's true. I mean, sometimes, like, the Avengers, there's going to be a shit ton of henchmen flying around no matter what for them to beat up. And then, and while we're at it here, we need to define what henchmen means for movie henchmen for us. Right. Because... There's a lot of lists out there going. And by the way, I, I came up with this topic before doing research, but after I came up with the topic, then I looked online and said, oh, you know, all these other websites have some some movie henchmen. Uh, a lot of their movie henchmen do not count. All okay. right. Darth Vader is not a movie henchman. Fuck you. Yes, I understand. The Emperor is the boss and Darth Vader has to listen to him, but he's not a real movie henchman. He's more like, you know, a mini boss 
or <laughs> like the you know the second in command villain. Like he's not a fucking henchman, okay? Henchmen are guys that you know. There's no 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 question that they do not have any like real authority. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, and and by the way, if we included Darth Vader, obviously he would win, and the tournament would be over. So, Wait, so, uh, so when when we when we decide. Between the two henchmen, like, how's that going to go? Like, are we going to say, like, all right, who, who wins in a fight or who is the better henchman or what? We just go by our personal opinion. Okay. And you just have to defend it. You have all to right. say this person because they're cooler, they're awesomer, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, what, what they do in their movie, whatever, whatever reason why you think it needs to advance. But I'm just letting it straight. There are a couple on other websites, like I said, Darth Vader. I'm sorry, yes. I know he is not the main boss, but he basically is the main boss yeah. through almost all three movies. I mean, so, he even sorry. kills the Emperor, so... Yeah, he's not a henchman. And, and although it pains me, uh, Robocop, uh, you know, we can't use... Uh, Clarence. Space? Clarence. We can't use Clarence Boddicker because... Yeah. Um, you don't find out until halfway through that he's a henchman for Dick Jones. I mean, when he's fucking killing Murphy in the beginning, you don't you don't know that there's a bigger guy. So, all right, and he's, and he's not a real henchman. I, I agree to those. You know, I had a lot of picks going in early that were like a lot of those, and uh, and yeah, looking at a lot of websites also, they're like, yeah, they always pick main vil- people pick main villains who turn out to be not the top dog. Like they pick Cobra Commander because. There's a Serpentor, but not they're not really good henchmen. Yeah, this is these are like more legit henchmen. Mm-hmm. So some of them are in the movie a lot, some of the movie a little bit, but you know they're not fucking real bosses like Vader. So yeah, you ready for it? <laughs> they they have no management potential. Yeah. <laughs> so and uh, feel free to play along at home mm-hmm. because if you go to our website when we post this episode on Tuesday, sorry Twitch listeners. Um, but uh, you can go to our website, jumpinpodcast.com, or our Facebook page, and you can uh, click on our PDF so you can check out, print out our, our brackets. It, sh- it shows everything we're about to talk about. Uh, you can feel free to fill it out yourself and then post on our Facebook page and tell us who your winner would be and how we're dumbasses for coming up with something totally different. <laughs> or just print out our brackets and just kind of play along so you can kind of uh, file along and see who's making it all the way to the Elite Eight or Final Four or Championship. Yeah, dude. I can't wait. You know... Ever, ever, ever since I sent that email, like I was, I sent you the email with my picks, and I was like, oh hell, I know I'm gonna come up with something even better. So I'm actually glad that you canceled out a few of mine, so I could like send you better ones. Yes, yeah, and I'm sure like by tomorrow we'll be like, oh, how do we forget this? And I'm yeah. sure we'll get some something. But you know, it could go on forever. But I feel like we came up with some good ones. Okay. All right. So starting off in our first bracket, we got a number one seed versus number eight seed. Number one, this is your pick, uh, the Winter Soldier. Yes. From Captain America Two, Bucky Barnes mm-hmm. takes his shots. Uh, the the boss is Alexander Pierce, aka Robert Redford, mm-hmm. and uh, the Winter Soldier, quite the henchman because he actually is too much of a man for Captain America. He's got the metal arm. He can stop the shield in the trailer. He's like, bam! I got your shield. What are you gonna do? Yeah. And uh, the number eight seed would be from the Lion King, the hyenas. Oh, they made it. <laughs> the hyenas just barely made it. Uh, obviously, they are Scar's henchmen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I went to the zoo today and I fucking saw the Lion King. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> They've got this big grassy area, and then they got the a fake Pride Rock. Really? And this fucking lion. I'm sitting there eating some chicken tenders at the zoo uh, food spot, and this mm-hmm. fucking lion vaulted up Pride Rock. Wow. 
I've never seen a lion not just lay on its ass in the zoo. <laughs> yeah. and you just heard like, and this lion's like, woof, 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 and just vaulted up Pride Rock and then took a nap up there. Awesome. So anyways, sorry to distract it. So, Winter Soldier versus Hyenas. Scars Hyenas, okay. What say you, Chad? Well, I mean, Scar, you know, I love the Winter Soldier. He's awesome. He's he's mm-hmm. almost one of those guys where you feel like he's the main villain throughout the thing, but instead he's he's just really actually a henchman. Uh, like he's he keeps getting like brain wiped, you know, uh, and like frozen and then unfrozen to do Hydra's bidding. Excellent yeah. henchman material. You just like unfreeze the dude. Say all right, go kill this guy, and we'll brain wipe you and freeze you again. Yeah, awesome. he has he has no brain. He's just a killing machine. Yeah. Like a good henchman. Uh, excellent henchman. And he's a major threat throughout the entire movie to the main, to the heroes. Um, uh, but at the same time, the hyenas, man. I mean, Scar wouldn't be Jack without the hyenas. You know, they set up the whole stampede to take up Mufasa. Uh, you know, we don't see much of them actually henching, you know. But then in the end of the movie, they do take out Scar. You know, sometimes the henchmen bite back. That's true. You can't you, if you fucking if you don't if you don't give your henchmen minimum wage and healthcare, <laughs> they will kill you by the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Treat them right. Yeah. If they're gonna do your dirty deeds, uh, they can't be done cheap. All right. So rather than spend half an hour on every single one, okay. What do you think? Oh, definitely Winter Soldier. Absolutely. He's the All man. Right. Winter Soldier advances. All right. Next we have an. A number five seed versus a four. Uh, number five, this is like the only movie on here I didn't see. So what the fuck was this uh, <laughs> Vincent Price movie? So it, it's, it's actually two movies. It's a horror comedy called The Abominable Dr. Fibes. And I, yeah. I, I at least sent you the trailer and like a clip, a couple clips so to familiarize yeah, you. I, I saw a couple clips, but I mean, I still don't understand what it was so about. But. It's, it's a weird fucking movie, but it's hilarious. It's, it's Vincent Price. So this character is uh, Vincent Price. He's dead. He comes back from the life, uh, back, back uh, to life as like a mummy, a zombie. And he puts on like this flesh mask and he can only talk by plugging his neck in to like this uh, recording machine. Anyway... Uh, he's out to kill the nine people responsible for his death and his wife's death, or and his wife. Uh, mm-hmm. And he has, for some reason, I- including all these bizarre means of killing people and all these robots that are just like around playing music in his place. He has this slamming hot assistant that that not only does not say a single word throughout the movie, um, dances with him, dines with him. Um, Helps him kill everybody. Does not actually kill anybody herself. She lets him do all the killing, but she sets it all up. And it it just inexplicably, she's just there. Does she have super strength? Nope. Nope. And and through the first movie, you can't tell if she's one of his robots or if she's just some weird girl who's just hanging out, letting him get revenge for his wife being dead. She kind of looks like his wife, uh, which is also weird. Please tell us her name. It's Volnavia. 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 So there's there's the whole backstory. I figured she wouldn't go anywhere, but I had to include her in this bracket in this tournament because she's in my eyes. I'm like, all right, she's one of the coolest henchmen. Well, hot chicks that don't talk are desirable. Um, <laughs> that is a pretty good henchman. Uh, going up against a number four seed, Tatsu, mm. the henchman of Shredder mm. in the first mm. and second Ninja mm. Turtle movies. Mm. I'm making the fist. Oh yeah, it goes like this. Whoa! Yeah, and that's how, that's how you know. Play. It's like, go, mm, play. Oh, Ninja, arcade, vanish. Arcade machine, smoke <laughs> cigarettes. 
Mm. Jack Neal. <laughs> That's right. Don't fuck, don't talk to me when I'm pissed off or I'll fucking kick your ass. Yeah. So Tatsu. we got Tatsu from the Ninja Turtle movies. I mean, I I mean, I'm gonna have to let you make this call because I've never seen that what that fucking movie you just described. Dr. Vibes. So which one do you think advances out of this? Fuck. Well, Tatsu doesn't say much, but he also commands a ton of henchmen, which is which is more than Volnavi. Volnavi is like a solo act. I mean, I love like I assistant. love Tatsu, so I hope you pick him. But I mean, it it has to be Tatsu. He's he's hilarious, yes. and also he gets shit done too. Like. like him and the turtle, him and the Foot Clan mess up the turtles enough to where I say, like, all right, he was a successful henchman. Yeah. yeah. All right, we got a three versus a six seed. Number three, we've got uh, from Total Recall, Richter. Richter, see you at the party. Yeah, that's right. Richter, played by <laughs> Michael Ironsides, who's like one of the greatest shitty actors of all time. Oh, yeah, man. He'll do Highlander, uh, he'll do whatever you want. His boss was Cohagen. Who, uh, who Arnold Schwarzenegger spent the movie uh, running from until he found out at the end that he actually was one of Cohagen's henchmen himself. Right. You know, and people will be like, oh, it's so meta. Why isn't he the best henchman? Mm. But whatever. Was. And the number six seed, Navajas, which just translates to Spanish to knives, from the movie Desperado. Oh, shit, that's right. We've got Knives, mm. who was played by Machete. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he just has the names of sharp weapons. Is his names in all these Robert Rodriguez movies? So Navajas, uh, who was working mm-hmm. for Buco, he was an assassin hired by Buco mm-hmm. to kill Antonio Banderas. Right. You know, um, uh, knives though. He doesn't do much. He he shows like there's the intro scene where we're like, all right, he's gonna go get him. Then there's mm-hmm. the one scene where he's chasing him down. He does manage to hit the desperado with a couple knives, but then he gets killed himself before he really does anything. Yeah, I mean he's super badass. He kills a lot of dudes in the bar, and then he and then he gets killed because Machete dies in every movie, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would have to give it to Richter. I mean, he does he does a lot of stuff. He commands a bunch of men. He has no management potential, uh, but he's pretty loyal, which is also lo- a desirable quality. I love Richter. So yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, and the last one in this bracket is number seven seed versus number two seed. We got number two, and from the movie Temple of Doom, Molaram's chief guard. That oh. huge fucking dude that op- makes Indiana Jones open his mouth and eat the poison. He forces his <laughs> mouth open. That's how you know he's tough because he's got so much power in his hand. Mm-hmm. And then he fights Indiana Jones for like 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yeah, the little kid and you know short runs like, no, Mr. Jones, don't do it, don't do yeah. it, spit it out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and then and then he fights Indy for like 15 minutes towards the end of the movie. Yeah. So he's, he's like. He's like that. He'll whip. He'll whip kids to death. He doesn't give a fuck, you know. Yeah. He's evil. and and funny enough, he was also the henchman from the first movie, the uh, jacked guy that fights Indy under the plane. Mm-hmm. He looks and, totally different. And, and Udo, check it out. And he was in the third movie too. He always play it. Plays a jacked dude that kicks the crap out of Indy. It's the same guy in every movie. Yeah. Well, we'll count him as just the uh, the one from Temple of Doom. Right. That's number two scene versus number seven. Get ready for this. I'm surprised you didn't think of this. What? From the movie, from the movie, uh, oh, that's right, I, I emailed you a, uh, a copy of this, so you do yeah. know what it is. Yeah, I, I Dijon, have... Dijon from DuckTales the Movie, Treasure of the Lost Lamp. Wait, Dijon? Yeah. Oh, that's right, that guy. He's like the fucking weasel. Oh, yeah, he was like the thief? Yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, um, yeah, like yeah, yeah. 
12 years later when they made the mummy movies he's mm -hmm. basically benny from the money from the mummy that's movies. right i was hoping uh you know now that it, you remind me i hope you do not put benny on here because... no i didn't put benny because i thought about benny i was like fucking dijon did it better baby <laughs> i forgot about dijon he was a pretty good henchman but he, but he was always trying to backstab whenever he could he's always trying to steal gold and like if he got the chance he would have backstabbed the uh the genie murloc right and Murloc was Gene, but yeah, that was the best part. He was always stealing shit. Like when he had his pants were just fucking loaded with coins oh, at the right. end. It was hysterical. Massive pants. He was Whenever like... you, <laughs> he was good. Maybe a tad racist. Uh, he maybe was... <laughs> uh, he had um, something on his head uh, all the time, like a huge term. You know, his, his, dial his dialect, his dialect may have been slightly racist. Uh, but totally. This is what like eighty nine. No one gave a shit. <laughs> oh, people thought it was funny back then. Oh, now yeah, we're course. like, oh, yeah. oh, wow. Yeah. But anyways, for this sake, is Dijon versus uh, the Chief Guard. What say you? I mean, I have to give it to the to the, to the Chief Guard only because he's loyal. He probably would just like he was probably the the Jack dude from the first movie who drank the blood and he became instantly the zombie uh, slave to Molaram. There's no way he would betray the Molaram for anything. And he kicks the crap out of Indy and Short Round, and he's a huge threat. Well, now you have to think about it that although Doom came out second, it was a prequel to Raiders. That's true. So you have to think that he escaped hmm. a cult, and then he's like, fuck this. I'm sick of cults. I'm going to join the Nazis. That's way better job security. Well, he was, probably like a, he was probably like a German national who got caught up in India, and he's like, oh, just go back home. What was I yeah. doing? Oh, I was in the military. Well, that'll work. That's true. <laughs> All right, so uh, those guys advance. So in the second bracket, we get the number one versus eight seed again. Mm. Number one, uh, Odd Job from the movie Goldfinger. The uh, the classic. This uh, is kind henchman. of like the first ever real henchman, like the most iconic of the old school henchmen, right? Yeah, and it was Professor Tanaka. I mean, he played a lot of henchmen. Yeah, he might be in this list later, actually. <laughs> he, he played a, then, uh, a good henchman in that that Chuck, that Chuck Norris movie where he's a POW, and they put the, the, the rat in the bag over his head. Uh, I forget what movie was that, but that was like, he was in that one too, not saying a lot. And then number eight seed, uh, Nebula from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Who was the henchman for Ronan the Accuser. And who was basically just jealous because she was the number two bitch <laughs> to right. uh, the other chick from Guardians. She's like, I'm not your bottom bitch. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I, I think this is like a five second conversation. I mean, there's no way Oddjob loses to Nebula. No, I'm just sad to see the uh the second and last female on the list go bye bye there are there are like are you kidding me dude there's like three uh, more females okay. all right no, you know what, still you know, left you know i have i actually have not seen your picks yet so i was i was thinking hard i was like all right i need more but those, oh, those you, are the only two that really the strong ones that came to mind so all you, right you tried goodbye. to run my bracket through the feminine test goodbye. and you failed goodbye. Goodbye, there are more women. You were cool, and she survived for the sequel. I can't wait to see more. Yeah, she was all right. I really didn't like her at all. So, all right, we got the number four seed versus the number five seed. We got number four, Mother Russia mm. from Kick Ass Two. Mm -hmm. She just whoops. That scene where she whoops the shit out of all those cops was both graphic and awesome. Yeah, and she's got that killer move where she like crushes your windpipe in her thighs, but not in the sexy way. Ooh. Well, just and then, every, everything about her costume, too, is just like, whoa, she looks kind of like Kurt Russell when he was, like, 30 <laughs> in a bikini. No, no, Kurt Russell when he was in that movie Soldier. Ah, uh, yes. Mm -hmm. He had the same haircut, too. That's right. And the same acting. 
Fuck, I never drew those parallels before. Dude. All right, versus a number five, uh, Mini-Me. Oh, from Austin from Powers From Austin trilogy. Powers, who is the henchman to Dr. Evil. I mean, uh, Mini-Me is, is iconic for the next generation because, I mean, who fucking doesn't know Mini-Me? Right. Every old, every old person that knows Odd Job, every young person knows Mini Me, and which was kind of based, which well actually was exactly based off of Odd Job, right? Um, the, no. it's just like iconic Bond villain, isn't that why Mini Me was? Oh, no, well, no, he was like, um, I forget, I forget exactly. I was going, to, I was going to say no. In the first Austin Powers movie, he had Mister Bigglesworth, and that was a direct reference to his to Doctor Evil's character from uh, Spectre. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And the second one, I don't think it was like. A reference to anything, really. Uh, oh, okay. They, they, they had a character called Random Task. Yeah. Uh, at one point, that was just a reference to Odd Job. Oh, that's true. That's true. Well, anyways, Mini Me, very iconic henchman. Mm-hmm. Like probably one of the most recognizable henchmen now. Yeah. So he didn't, so he didn't he, really do much, but he was yeah. funny though. Yes. And he bit Austin Powers in the balls. That's true. And which he, I did he, like. He had a baby face turn in uh, the Spy Who Shagged Me. Yeah, so we've got the we got Mother Russia, mm-hmm. and her boss was the motherfucker, mm-hmm. and you've got Mini Me, and whose boss was Doctor Evil. I mean, it, you got it seems like a trend for action movies, but you got to give it up for Mother Russia just because she did more, you know. And she was like, it, for me, it's like, all right, if you're gonna be a good henchman, you have no management um, um, qualities, right? You're not you're not advancing, mm-hmm. no promotions. Uh, you got to be a threat, a decent threat to the heroes in some way, you know. Oh. And, Mini we didn't de- barely that. We didn't decide which one of us started starts with the veto. That's true. How do we uh, want to do this? Rock paper scissors. Okay. Okay, ready? Hope we'll, yes. we'll go one two three shoot. R- ready? We're gonna do audio rock paper scissors. One yeah. two three and then reveal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Ready? Yes. Ready? Yes. One, one two, two three three scissors. All right. <laughs> I, I did paper. You can tell I'm not lying in ten seconds. <laughs> okay. All right. So I have the first veto. Yes. And I don't want. I I would rather Mini Me win, but I don't want to use the veto yet. So I guess okay. the Mother Russia wins. So Eric has veto power. Mother Russia advances. All right. Next up, the three seed versus the six. We've got Kronk as the number three seed mm. from The Emperor's New Groove, uh. which is a sneaky good Disney movie. Mm-hmm. I love Emperor's New Groove. I love Kronk. I mean, he's got the iconic voice of um, Patrick Warburton. Oh yeah, he ma- he makes that movie hilarious. Yeah. And his his boss in the movie was Yzma. And then the number six seed from the original Batman movie, Bob, from and his boss was uh, the Joker, Jack Nicholson. Right, and this is the 1989 um, Tim Burton Batman. Yeah, So and Bob was the Joker's henchman. Right, and that that iconic line of of, uh, Joker saying, like, uh, Bob, gun. And he gives him the gun and boom, blows Bob away. He was just that loyal. Yeah. True loyalty. Bob, even though he knew he fucked up. But I like the part where Bob and some of his henchmen actually uh, get the drop on Batman and shoot him and take him down. And uh, Bob wants his wallet. That's right. <laughs> He's like, who he is? He's like, check his wallet. <laughs> like Batman's carrying a wallet. Yeah. I loved it. And Bob and, was always there for him. And bought fat. Bob actually had a knife fight with Batman in a deleted scene. So there right. you go. <laughs> and I just like how serious Bob had that serious face. Like you're the fucking henchman for the Joker. Like this is crazy. But he just like his his face never exposed any kind of emotions. Like no, this is totally normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is seemed, my boss. Yeah, he seemed actually nuts. But yeah. in, in the way that the Joker really needs somebody because the Joker without anybody is like the dark the Dark Knight uh, returns rises one of the, no the second one. 
And wasn't uh, Bob the one who took the pictures? That's true. Like, he he's was... the one who knew it was Vicky Vale. He, mm -hmm. he took all the pictures for the Joker. He was, he was doing a lot of stuff. You know, he was very active in the Joker's campaign. So what are you thinking? You're thinking Kronk or Bob? I don't know. I mean, I would, I would lean towards Bob. I would, I would say Bob. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I love Kronk, but yeah, we've been talking up Bob. I kind of mm -hmm. feel it. Yeah, me too. He's a classic henchman. Mm -hmm. Classic doesn't say much, does whatever you want henchman. I need a henchman. Although Kronk was such a good henchman, he got his own movie the next time. He <laughs> became the star. He graduated from henchman to protagonist. Wow. He was always on the fence, though. You like, you like. Crunk uh, was kind of dumb and, and or just blind loyal. And Isma was definitely railing him, right? <laughs> like he was like henchman slash sex sex slave. Like he <laughs> was just dumb. He was. I mean, she was like, Bob, I'm going to pull your lever. <laughs> That's a movie quote. Pull your lever. That's like right. she definitely was banging him. <laughs> And he didn't like it, but he just took it because he was a good and loyal henchman. Mm -hmm. He's like, is this part of the judge? Yes, it is, Bob. Yes, or Kronk. Kronk. Oh, okay. Call yeah. me whatever you want. Uh. Yeah. She definitely was railing. It was gross. <laughs> All right. So Bob advances. Bob advances. All right. So the last one in this bracket, number two versus seven. Number two, we, from the movie Kill Bill, we've got Go-Go. Go-Go. What's her last name? Yabari. Yabari. Yeah, see another chick, Chad. Oh. Uh, versus number seven seed, <laughs> Mongo. Mongo. From Blazing Saddles. <laughs> right. And the classic line, shut up, you idiots. Here, no, no, it's never mind that shit. Here comes Mongo. I mean, Mongo, <laughs> one of the most iconic henchman scenes of all time, fucking punches out a horse. Yes. To establish his toughness. He bursts in through walls. Yeah. And just, he's just the biggest, dumbest sack of rocks on the planet. And, uh, but he gets caught up. The heroes defeat Mongo. And because he's so dumb, it, they get him to to help out them instead. Hmm. And if you're still not, if you never saw this movie, but you saw, uh, let me make a perfect comparison. Uh, back in the '80s, there were movies called Revenge of the Nerds, mm -hmm. and the uh, their Mongo was Ogre. Oh yes, from the frat. Basically, Ogre is like Mongo. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and including the turn. Yeah. So, anyways, but then for uh, Gogo, she uh, she's a henchman for Oran Ishi. Um. Who is, uh, what's her face? Um, um, Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu. So she's Lucy Liu's top henchman, and she has a pretty badass scene with Uma Thurman after she defeats all the, uh, the 88s or whatever. Right, she, Uma Thurman dices up the 88s, doesn't take any damage, and then takes on Gogo by herself, and Gogo fucks her up pretty bad. Yeah, and she kind of like giggles as she does it, and she's got that fucking cool weapon. I mean, she's such a, like, a cool character that they gave her, like, her own intro scene. Like, yeah. hey guys, check it out. We're not going to have any of the other characters in the movie right now. We're just focusing on this henchman that you're going to fight later. Yeah, I mean, my, I mean, it's it's all comes to how cool she was in that fight scene to Mongo punching the horse. <laughs> Let's see. I mean, I think Mongo's dialogue is better. I mean, even yeah. though he only has a couple lines where he says like Mongo only pawn in game of life. Yeah. Mm. So we're going to advance Mongo? Let's go with Mongo. All right. He is classic henchman material. I like Gogo's fight scene also and everything about her too. I just want to say yeah. that. Boom. Shocking upset. Seven seed takes out a two seed who also know. took out a chick. <laughs> All right. Bracket number three. Number one versus eight. Number one seed. Maximilian, the death robot from 
uh, Disney's The Black Dude. Hole. See, I was gonna, I was gonna go with Maximilian, but then I fed, I, I had another pick that I felt was too similar. Mm. So I didn't, well, I Ma- didn't, I didn't go with Maximilian. Maximilian, robot henchman mm-hmm. with uh, helicopter blades for arms, right? Which you do not want to mess with. And the number eight seed from the Harry Potter movies, Malfoy's two henchmen, Crab and Goyle. <laughs> Crab and Goyle. <laughs> who don't who don't do a lot in any of the movies, but no. they were there for eight movies. True, Pe- getting those paychecks, man. Yeah, mm. good for them. Which, by the way, in the book, one of them dies in the last book. Yeah, and then the other one kind of turns. Yeah, uh, good guy. He's like, no, shit. Yeah, he's like, well, that guy was an asshole. Yeah, uh, fuck this. Yeah, no, I know they had a lot more to do in the books because uh, the movies kind of sucked ass after number three. Um, crab, and, crab and Goyle, they're good foils for Malfoy. I mean, um, Malfoy needs somebody to, like, bully around and do his dirty work. Yeah. And then, but, I mean, Maximilian, dude, he fucking helicopter blades people. I mean, um, outside, robot. outside of accidentally killing themselves, one of, I forget who died, probably Goyle, um, in the last movie, mm. um, they weren't much of a threat at all to the heroes. Maximilian, as soon as you see this robot, you're in fear of him. Yeah, no. there's there's nothing nice about him. You're like, nope. shit, this is going to come back to kill us later. Yep, and and all the crew members are, like, looking at him, and they're like, oh, and he has blades for arms. Oh, yeah. oh, and we're yeah. locked on this spaceship with him and this psycho who yeah. is running it, and where are all the crew? Where are all yeah. the crew? Um, oh, he has, he has blades for arms. What kind of robot this is? <laughs> is this? It's a science robot. <laughs> We're on a science expedition, so I specifically needed a robot with blades for hands. <laughs> science! I mean, you can hypothesize anything, really. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was like, well, I hypothesize that if I lobotomize my entire crew and kill everyone, I'll have a good time. Hmm. Yeah. All right, so Maximilian advances. Here's a four and a five seed. Number four, uh, Nemesis Enforcer. Yeah. G.I. Joe the movie. It's the fucking awesomest, stupidest name of all time. Yeah. Nemesis Enforcer. <laughs> and like, ne- let's just put two badass <laughs> words together. It's like a wrestling name, you know? But, like, they, they don't give him, like, a short name either. Like, every time anybody says his name, it's always Nemesis Enforcer. Like, what is that? Like, if you, like, if you, what does that exactly mean? Nemesis is, is a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Enforcer. So, I mean, he really is straight up hedge material. <laughs> bad guy muscle. <laughs> he, does, he doesn't have a sing- I don't believe he has a single line of dialogue. He just grunts a yeah, lot. Yeah, he's like, he's like, Shrow! yeah. Shrow! They put all he is so badass. Though. They they rolled him with like twenty for strength and zero for intelligence. Well, I wouldn't say that, Chad. Remember when he he got temporarily beat by Roadblock, and so he comes back and fucking blinds him, Mister Fuji style. That's true, but I mean, that maybe was they could have introduced that. <laughs> Introduce that idea with a spider mind probe. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, ne- Nemesis Enforcer, um, I mean, that dude is fucking jacked. I mean, they show how bad he is off right off the bat. They're like, you're going to take out Roadblock, one of the toughest Joes. Then you're going to kick the shit out of Snowjob. You're going to backhand Cobra Commander. Then you're going to bust into the Joes' prison and beat the shit out of three of those guys. He can take, he can, um, and he, his wings, he can fly. Nobody else can fucking fly. He's got, like, elbow blades that can get longer if he's more pissed off and um he can nullify lasers any kind of lasers prison lasers regular lasers with his wings it just and he's fucking tall and he probably has a huge dick (laughs) all those things he's just like the greatest mary sue ever 
All right, so well, we played. We didn't even say who's matched up against yet, so <laughs> we really did these guys a disservice. The number five seed is Pintel and Rigetti. I probably pronounced that wrong. These are the two uh, funny henchmen from the original Pirates of the Caribbean movie. These are the two, the the henchmen that had to dress up like chicks Mm -hmm. and row out in the boat to distract them. The one's got the fake eye. (laughs) They were everybody's. They were everybody's bitch on the pirate ship. Yeah. So, but they're the funny henchmen. I mean, they're the ones that got confused on parlay. Mm -hmm. I mean, those. I mean, let's face it. Those dudes were awesome. They were hilarious. They were Captain Barbosa's henchmen. And by the end. Which, which happens in a franchise, just like Mini-Me, if you stick around long enough and you're the henchman, you're going to become the good guy's henchman, too. Well, you know, they were funny enough, so you had to kind of give it to them. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I do love those guys. They're pretty funny. So you've yeah. got Nemesis Enforcer versus the two pirates. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Nemesis Enforcer. I mean, he's so badass. Only, I lo- only, yeah, only because I want to see what happens in the next uh, bracket. Yeah, it's like... I love those pirates. It was just a bad matchup for them. Mm-hmm. If they were in a different matchup, I vote for them. But I love Nemesis and Force. It's yeah. so funny. <laughs> are you taking? Wait, are you taking notes? By the way. Yeah. Of okay. Course. Good. All right. I'm, I'm filling. I'm filling out the bracket as I go. Okay. Are you using a we, pencil? This is our fourth year, dude. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to make sure that I wasn't, and uh, that it, that wasn't going to screw us later. What Nemesis and Force? No, no, no. Right, taking notes. Oh no, no. I'm filling it out. Don't worry. All right. Good. All right, so we got number three versus number six. Number three, classic henchmen's by the very definition, mm. the min the minions. Every wow, so from the from those movies, what Despicable Me, Despicable Me, another and, movie, and, and the movie coming out this July called Minions. <laughs> so yeah, everything about them. They don't have a single word of dialogue. Uh, totally loyal. Let's see, indestructible or at least unkillable, or you can just keep making more of them, and they stick around long enough to become the heroes. And as their backstory explains in the new movie, that's their whole lot in life is mm-hmm. to serve evil bosses as their henchmen. So wait, more and, than and, just... And, in fact, they go to a henchman convention in the upcoming movie. Awesome. So they are the, the new school definition of henchmen, and they're just hysterical and adorable. I know. Kids love them. I love them, too. They're great. Yeah. I want one. Yeah, just when you feel like, <laughs> oh, God, all right, the sappiness is coming in. The henchman will come in with like a fart joke and be like, "Yay! Thank you, thank you, minions." So you got the minions as a three seed, number six seed, the exact opposite of the minions, Franco the <laughs> Elder from Snowpiercer, oh. that fucking middle-aged guy that doesn't look like shit who just murders all the good guys. They're <laughs> like, "What the fuck just happened?" Just murders them all. They murder him, and then he rises from the dead. Nope, not murdered. Nope. Comes back and kills more of them. Yep, including main characters. Like, he's unstoppable, but he just looks like a regular dude. Well, I mean, like, in the future, he probably held on to that suit for, like, a good long... Like, he probably murdered somebody nicer than him for that suit, and then he just held on to it. But, yeah, mm-hmm. he he looked like... When I saw him, I was like, oh, this is the trope of the awesome 1980s movie henchman. He even looks like a 1980s... He, like, he looks like Richter from Total Recall, like, down to the suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he was cool. He just, he He shows up. Uh, unquestionably loyal, there to murder people, huge threat to the heroes, doesn't say much. I think he, you know, says, like, a couple things just to, like, kind of, like, mess with them, kind of figure out where they are so we can go murder more. Mm-hmm. By the way, total unrelated note, but I just got an email from Twitter that Will I am is following me on Twitter. 
Dude. <laughs> From the Black Eyed Peas. What's what he doing following people? Well, I mean, it's a parody account. It has to oh, be. But it's just funny because it says, Will I Am is following you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm big time. Yeah. All right, so you've got the Minions mm. versus Franco the Elder. They couldn't be more opposite. I got to give it to the Minions. Yeah, you got I to. I mean, you know, they both share the same characteristics loyalty, don't say much, but the Minions are just hilarious in a way yeah. that Franco is just kind of generic. Yeah, they're so good. Mm hmm. Um, so now you got a two seed versus seven. Two mm. seed, this is collectively all the stalkers from the movie The Running Man. Yeah. Running Man, Arnold Schwarzenegger is thrown into this game show. The stalkers hunt down the people in the game show and murder them. But they're basically, they have like the, the greatest gimmicks like from 1980s wrestling. You've got, you've got Sub-Zero, not the only Sub-Zero on this list, uh, who is, I think is Tanaka. Yeah, it is. It's Tanaka as a, again. As a killer hockey player on skates. You've got uh, Buzzer, or is it Buzzsaw? I think it's Buzzsaw. But you got Buzzsaw, who uh, has a fucking chainsaw, basically, mm -hmm. and fucking cuts people up with it. You've got uh, Dynamo, this opera guy in this like, fucking electro suit. He's like, oh, but yeah. he, say, he sings and then he electrocutes you, and you don't yeah. have electro powers. It's totally unfair. You've got Fireball who's James Brown, the greatest NFL player of all time, mm -hmm. with a blowtorch and a jetpack. And you've got retired uh, stalker Captain Freedom, a.k.a. Jesse the Body Ventura. Captain Freedom. I yeah. love that. These dudes are the fucking greatest. That's what makes Running Man so good is Arnold Schwarzenegger goes up against these guys one at a time. Arnold Schwarzenegger takes the chainsaw from Buzzer and cuts him in half, starting with his dick. Oh. That's the best direction to start. If you're going to cut someone in half, don't start with their face. Start with the crotch. Goldfinger had it, right? Because they're, they're alive for a while longer. They'd be like, oh, no. Oh, be like, oh, my dick. Oh, hell. Well, hurry up. Boom. Get the rest then, of me. And then afterwards, when they asked Schwarzenegger what happened to Buzzsaw, he goes, he had to split. Woo! <laughs> 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 This is also this is also one one of the many movies. I think every single movie's ever done. But he also says, "I'll be back in this yeah. movie." But those guys, the Running Man soccer, they're hilarious. Uh, the number seven seed from the movie Goonies, the Fratelli brothers. Mm. Obviously, hey, another opera singing henchman. Obviously, Mama Fratelli is the boss, and the Fratelli brothers, who classically fight with each other the whole time. Mm -hmm. uh, the one's got the toupee. The other one gets bitch slapped by the mom all the time. <laughs> But, you know, they still are badass. Like, they shoot at children, and one has a butterfly knife, and he menaces children with it. That was his breakout role. But they were hysterical. They were, they yeah, were really funny. But Joe Pantaleone yeah, is I know. one of them. <laughs> no, that was his uh, thing. I just, I just saw him in something, something expensive. Like oh, no, things, no, no. Yeah. It was like him and Bob Dylan in some weird-ass new Bob Dylan video. Mm. And they were just, like, talking, and I was like, he got to start in Goonies with Spielberg. And, of course, they both slip and crush their nuts on a log. And their mom is like, are you okay? And they're like, oh, no. And I, like, seven-year-old me, and, well, actually, you know, 27-year-old me also yes. thinks this is the greatest thing in the world. Uh, so you got, again, mm. total opposites here. Running Man Stalkers versus Fratelli Brothers. I mean, they're both equally funny. Yeah. You know, like, Running Man is, like, more at stake, but there's still, like, danger on both lines. Mm -hmm. Running, uh, Running Man's more about, like, gore. You know, Goonies is more about, like, a kid's movie where, like, the, the villains are, like, bungling, pantomime kind of mm -hmm. villains. I like the Fratelli brothers. I do. But, I mean, the Running Man stalkers are just so awesome that I, I, I'm going to go with them. Yeah, they're as a team, they're pretty great. 
yeah, they're just so perfect as corny, awesome villains. But this, this is the thing is like, not not any one of them could make this list. You know what I mean? Only only like as a unit, I think can they advance. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. So, all right, there's one uh, one bracket left, and then once we get into the next rounds, it goes pretty fast because then you know they just cut all the way down. So, number one versus number eight seed. Number one seed. This is one of my. I'm proud of myself for thinking of this one mm-hmm. from the movie Who Framed Roger Rabbit, the Toon Patrol Weasels. Yeah, dude. Ultimate henchmen, baby. Same thing. Loyal, ready to fuck shit up, huge threat to the uh, heroes, and uh, they all die in the end. Yeah, you think. That they're not too tough, but they're all packing guns. Oh, yeah. They will kill you. That's the thing is, like, they show how dangerous uh, Toontown can actually be because you're like, oh, shit, remember, like, humans? Like, all these unkillable toons have weapons or can have weapons, just like all those Looney Tune cartoons we saw. Yeah, I love the Toon Patrol weasels. Working for Judge Doom. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, against the number eight seed from Elysium, which I didn't see, but I like this actor. But anyways, Agent M. Kruger. Who hunts down Matt Damon? Well, it, well, it's like he's so the the movie starts out where he's just like an agent for the rich people who live up in outer space. He's like their boy down on Earth, and they send him on kill missions, you know, like yeah. all the damn time. And then they cut him loose. They're like, uh, "Sorry, it's not politically cool anymore. See you later." Uh, mm-hmm. But they give him one final mission to kill Matt Damon, and he's kind of like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna go up and rule the rich people's moon." And mm-hmm. so while he's hunting down Matt Damon, he's also like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, killing everybody in his way with his crazy, awesome South African accent. Which I respect, but I'm sorry. Tomb Patrol Weasels, they're too cool. Uh, you, you can't beat the Tomb Patrol Weasels with standard action guy. But he was pretty awesome, too. Also, yeah. like, he dies halfway through the movie. He gets killed. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. He dies, and when he gets up to the rich people moon, they put his carcass on this fancy medical machine and bring him back to life so he can kill more. Oh, shit. Maybe I should see that movie. It's fucking cool. And it's even, also, even the director didn't like it, but maybe well, I should the, see the it. The director was kind of like, eh, I could have done a better job. He agreed with the mm-hmm. critics. Mm-hmm. Ah. All right. Here's an interesting one. Number four versus five. From the movie Legend, number four seed Blix. Blix. Who, uh, who worked for the devil or who worked for darkness. 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 It's fucking... If you've never seen Legend, which most people haven't, go see Legend. A young Tom Cruise. Fucking Blix is like this death goblin who um, kills a unicorn. (laughs) That's how badass he is. He murders a unicorn. Mm -hmm. And legitimately scared me as a child. Oh, yeah. Well, the whole movie is scary. It's not a children's movie. But back in the 80s, they put it in the children's section. For whatever yeah. reason. But yeah, not not only is, is Blix super ugly and evil, great henchman actually comes home with the gold. Even uh, uh, after for a while, like, thinking, like, all right, they they have the, mu- the magical unicorn horn. They fight the other henchmen for it. They get it, and they're like, hmm, maybe I could just use the power. And they're like, ah, maybe I'll just go home and give it to my boss. Be the yeah. henchman, best henchman ever. Uh, I fully believe that if Blix hadn't taken a vacation halfway through this movie, yeah. he would have killed Tom Cruise. Dude, Blix, what the fuck happened? Didn't die, right? Just, just no. like Boba Fett collected his bounty and went on his way. I think that's what happened. He fulfilled his mission because there was like one, a couple of his of his uh, henchmen were still in the movie later. Right. But Blix, Blix is like the fucking Boba Fett mm-hmm. of this movie. He survived. And I mean, darkness. Uh, 
dies or gets banished to another dimension. Yeah. Uh, but Blix, nowhere to be seen for whatever reason. I mean, the editing was kind of funny yeah, mm-hmm. and confusing in this movie. So I wonder if um, there's a deleted scene with them or whatever. Uh, fun fact, um, a female actor actually played Blix. Right. Yeah. And I was like, really? All right, cool. Prosthetics, whatever. Well, the number five seed they're going up against from Mortal Kombat, Sub Zero, and Scorpion. Ooh, so the first Mortal Kombat the movie. First Mortal Kombat. They are technically hunch- hunchmen to Shang Tsung because they're kind of like under his control in this movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's they're, true. They're like the, in their toughs a couple times. They show up on the ship. They're like, let's fuck shit up. Yeah. You know, so that's why I figure they qualify as henchmen. They just follow Shang Tsung around, try and do his bidding. Um, and then and they were awesome. And in another matchup, I would have voted for them, but I gotta vote for Blix because he's just a fucking—he's the henchman that delivered. He was awesome. He brings home the bacon. He's so scary. Mm-hmm. Blix, 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 Blix. All right. So number three versus a six. Number three from the original Lethal Weapon movie, back when he wasn't a joke. Gary Busey as Mr. <laughs> Joshua. We both had Mr. Joshua on our list. Yeah, it's just funny. Well, he's like a—he's classic '80s henchman. But he gets yeah. a lot of lines. He's unqu- He defines the unquestionably loyal part of being a henchman. There's even a scene where he's like, you want to talk about henchmen? This is how you, you get them. You need to have them really loyal, like his boss. And he has uh, Mr. Joshua hold up his arm, and he, like, burns his arm with the lighter just to prove a point about how loyal Mr. Joshua is. He holds it there forever, too, and Gary Buse is like, I fucking love it. <laughs> I love that just shit. Just freak somebody out and or prove that Mr. Joshua... Uh, is weird. Mr. Joshua, I mean, like, the final fight of the movie isn't with the main villain, but it's with Mr. Joshua. Yeah, they've already killed him. They killed the vi- the main villain. And mm-hmm. then they have Mel Gibson, and Mel Gibson gets the drop on Mr. Joshua, so they got him dead to rights. But instead, he puts away the guns, and Mel Gibson's like, you want a shot at the title? And they Damn. fight on his lawn! <laughs> and, and Murtaugh uh, tells all the other cops, no, stand down, stand down, let him fight. Yep. Let him fight. This is going to end the movie. <laughs> Fucking A, it does. So good. Sorry. A, yeah, it sorry. Cra- it was a crazy fight scene. Yeah. You know, like, like you, you think that Mel Gibson was crazy? Gary Busey's going to out-crazy you. That is the craziest fight of all time, isn't it? <laughs> it's just if nuts. you take the two actual actors, that's the craziest fight of all time. A, yeah, both of them are, like, legit scary tough dudes in that movie. I mean, he tortures Mel Gibson's character halfway through. You know, yeah. to try and get information, he tortures him, and oh, yeah. uh, and in the end, he's like not only they're fist fighting, but like he's like at one point he just takes his elbow and drives Mel Gibson's face into a puddle and on the ground trying to drown oh, yeah. him. Oh yeah, there's some MMA shit in there too. There's some leg locks and stuff. Yeah, that's true. That's how Mel Gibson gets out of a lot. He's like, I'm gonna fucking leg lock your arm, dude. Yeah. So against the number six seed. The from the Disney cartoon Robin Hood movie, The Sheriff of Nottingham. Ah, the honorable Sheriff of Nottingham. And I'm quoting him when he says, They call me a slob, but I do my job. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Fucking steals gold coins from blind beggars and little children. That's evil. And, and the church. Although we probably should do that more of that, but <laughs> you're I mean, not tax free here, church. Boom. He's, he's, he's a henchman that has other henchmen working for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Nazi shit and trigger. <laughs> That's true. You know, and he has the wolves working for him, too. The wolf archers yeah. that don't ha- have any lines. You know, yeah. um, you know, he's kind of with Hiss in that he believes that Prince John might not be a great leader. But Hiss is like the open, openly rebellious henchman. 
Sheriff of Nottingham is like, he's in all the way. He's guarding the prison. You know, he's there to fuck up Robin Hood. And he's the biggest threat that Robin Hood ever faces throughout the movie. He's the classic henchman where they're like, why are you doing this? And he's like, because I get to be an asshole. Yep. And that's all I've wanted. Yep. It's to be, is to have that be my job. <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Even though he's hurting the people that he lives with. It's so, well, it's so realistic. It's like when the, when the bad regime takes over during a revolution, all your asshole redneck neighbors get elevated into positions of power and they totally abuse them. Yeah. So what do we got? We got Mr. Joshua versus the sheriff of Nottingham. <sighs> That's tough, man, because the sheriff, yeah. he's also like really funny. But he's yeah. in a lot of the movie. You know, I kind of like, want to give it to the sheriff now. Me too. I mean, like, you know, uh, he even fights um, Little John. Robin Hood. Well, yeah, he beats Little John by cheating, of course. Right. But then you think he's a joke, but then he almost kills Robin Hood. And, like, Robin Hood, well, Robin Hood's sword fighting him. He clears Robin's sword, right? And he's going to straight up murder him. And Robin Hood, thank goodness, has to use his wiles to run away from the sheriff. Yeah, the sheriff in a, is in a mood. You know, it's like it didn't happen like that in Lethal Weapon. You know, like, if he didn't run away from Mr. Joshua because he thought he was going to die. Oh, I love Gary Busey, but, yeah, let's give it to the sheriff. The honorable sheriff. Now, our last first-round matchup, and then this shit's going to really pick up here. Okay. Uh, number two, C versus seven, from the Lord of the Rings movies, Saruman. Saruman. <laughs> Head bitch for Sauron. <laughs> versus, from the first Punisher movie. Oh, the my Ru God. The Russian. The Russian. Kevin Nash, a.k.a. Diesel, as the uh, uh, assassin for hire for uh, Howard Saint, a.k.a. Uh, what's his face? Him. <laughs> you know, uh, what? God damn, I'm getting worse at coming up with names these days. I, I, I honestly, I actually did not watch the, the Punisher movie based on your review, I believe. I was oh. like, everybody says right. it's shit, so I'm All skipping right. it. All right. Uh, white guy from Greece and Pulp Fiction. John Travolta. Boom. Answer my own question. There you go. All right. Travolta's the boss. Anyways, so you've got the Russian. This is a pretty cool scene. Uh, the Russian, Kevin Nash, comes in, bleach blonde hair, and uh, wears Waldo t-shirt. Right. And without talking, just beats the shit out of the Punisher, Thomas Jane. Mm-hmm. And, like, though this is one badass scene where Thomas Jane gets a knife and goes to stab, Vindi uh, stab uh, Kevin Nash, the, the Russian, mm -hmm. and he takes it. He doesn't dodge. He's like, he puffs out his chest like, go ahead. And he drives it into his chest. And he's like, nope, too much muscle for you. Takes it back out, sticks it in the Punisher. Damn. <laughs> like, it's pretty awesome. And the funny thing is, is like, uh, the Punisher just had dinner with the, with his, uh, the other people that lives on his floor. Mm -hmm. Rebecca and Romaine Stamos and a couple idiots. And, uh, well, John Panette's <laughs> one of them. Rest in peace, John Panette. I love John Panette. But anyways, they're all playing classical music. They just had dinner with, we just had dinner with the Punisher. And they're all happy and stuff. And they're dancing. They're doing the dishes and dancing to classical music while the Punisher's getting his ass handed to him by the Russian in the next room. Mm. It's, it's pretty, it's a really good scene. Like, it's funny and you shouldn't laugh, but it's funny. So, wait. So, well, it's probably intentionally funny. But is that the only scene that he's in? Yes, because at the very end, after he's done about to kill the Punisher, he throws scalding, scalding hot water in his face, and he falls down the stairs and breaks his neck. Aww. But against Saruman, who, uh, who wears white pajamas, which is, which is supposed to throw you off. You're like, well, he's a good guy because he's wearing white pajamas. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I tricked you. Because Christopher Lee is never good. No. 
<laughs> never trust Christopher Lee. <laughs> never. No, it's and never it's, good. it's Christopher fucking Lee. He's yeah. amazing as Saruman. He's an evil wizard and uh like you know, he's he's Sauron's right hand man. He used to be a good guy, now he's the henchman. He acquires henchmen of his own, but really he's uh He's doing bad deeds so he can one day usurp the throne, kind of like, I don't know, the Sith or something. So Saruman advances over the Russian. Yeah. All right, so we're down to our Sweet 16. Let's do this. Number one seed, Winter Soldier versus number four seed, Tatsu from Ninja Turtles. That's tough. I know, man. I love Tatsu. (laughs) Tatsu's like a real human being. Yeah. (laughs) Winter Soldier's just like a zombie that they unfreeze every once in a while. Tatsu. Tatsu, fuck yeah. <laughs> mm. All right. A number three seed, Richter from... Um, Total Recall. Total Recall. Versus, there's a couple of Arnold Schwarzenegger henchmen, and it's awesome. Versus the number two seed, Temple of Doom, Chief Guard. Oh, man. Well, let's I see. I love Richter. Richter is pretty great. All right, we'll go with Richter. I mean, Michael Ironsides. So fucking good in that movie. And one of the best parts, too, is right before... No, I'm going to save it for my for if I need it later. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, number one seed, Odd Job versus number four seed, Mother Russia. Yo, Odd Job all the way. Odd Job only, only loses because he momentarily forgets that something is electrified. Mm-hmm. Classic way to defeat like, villains. Like, he had Bond dead to rights. Like, Bond just like, uh, we're all going to blow up and die, and I just have to survive, you mm-hmm. know, against this guy. Like, that, he can't do any offense against Ajab. He punches and kicks, and Ajab no-sells. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. All right, and then number two seed. Oh, no, wait, that was an upset. Sorry. Number three seed. No, fuck, that was an upset. Well, yeah. there's an upset bracket here. Sorry. All right. <laughs> Number six seed, Bob, Joker's henchman from Batman, against number seven seed, Mongo. <laughs> Bob versus Mongo. That's a great matchup. Yeah, that's what happens in March Madness. You fucking never know who's going to make it. That's hilarious. Bob, Bob versus Mongo. What do you think? Wow. I, I don't know. They're, like, they're both crazy, possibly dumb. I love Bob, but God, our dad laughs so hard every time he watches Mongo punch out the horse. <laughs> It's such a good scene. All right, does does Bob have a moment like the punching out the horse? Probably handing the Joker the gun to get shot with. Yeah, that's true. That's that's pretty classic. Uh, I th- well, I, I think I think Bob has Mongo beat on loyalty. Yeah, right. Okay. Bob, Bob also has um, comparable lines. Let's say they have the same amount of lines. Do so you want to go Bob then? I would go Bob just based on loyalty. All right, we'll go, Bob. All right, so they advance. Other side, number one seed, Maximilian, versus four seed, Nemesis Enforcer. Yes, yes, there oh, it is. What a matchup. This is why This is why I didn't want to pick Maximilian, because I was like, he's the same fucking thing as Nemesis Enforcer. He basically is, yeah. Way overpowered, <laughs> no lines, and people are constantly like, this guy's here to kill us. But yeah, every time you see Maximilian in a scene, you can't take your eyes off him. Mm-hmm. You're like, when is he going to start murdering us? <laughs> At some point in this movie. So every time you see him, he doesn't have to fucking say anything, man. He just hovers. And you're like, holy shit. Maximilian has some lines, too. Yeah. He has lines where Nemesis Enforcer has zero. Oh, uh, I do love Nemesis Enforcer, though. I mean, like, this is the first guy we've ever seen kick the shit out of G.I. Joe's. Yeah. We've that, seen a couple of Cobras. movie. We've got we've seen yeah unfortunately we've seen cobras get the upper hand on Joes like we've mm-hmm. seen Joes get knocked out before yeah. but we've never seen them just decimated 
the way Nemesis Enforcer takes him out. That's true. I mean, oh, it's tough. It's tough because Maximilian is the same thing, too. It's like, he, you know, like, uh, oh, wait, 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 I got it. All right, so they're both supremely loyal. Bo- oh, let's see, Maximilian has more lines than Nemesis Enforcer. Um, uh, but Maximilian makes it through the movie. He, he didn't have management material, but then suddenly he gets a promotion at the very end of the movie. Spoiler alert. Mm, yeah, it was a weird ending. Yeah. I got to go the other way, man. Think about this. Nemesis Enforcer. Think Your job is to sell the movie. Nemesis Enforcer is such a good henchman that when Sergeant Slaughter kicks his ass at the end, how fucking pumped were you? When Sergeant Slaughter beats Nemesis Enforcer, we were fucking jumping off the couch. We were so pumped. <laughs> we're like, the unbeatable has finally happened. Mm. You know? This is for Duke. Oh, <laughs> this is for me. Oh. This is for Falcon. This is for the US of A. Oh, man. I mean, we were like, yeah, fucking Sergeant Slaughter. Like, he put Sergeant Slaughter over so good. I mean, I, 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 I got to give it to Nemesis Enforcer just because of how, how tough he was and how his defeat made me feel in that movie. <laughs> that's <laughs> no, when you're like, the Joe's got a chance. Well, that, well that's, that's the thing is, uh, Max, all right, on the other side, Maximilian is such a badass that there's nothing the heroes can do. Zero. All they can do is run from him. Unless they fought the Joes. I mean, let's face it. The heroes weren't that strong in the black hole. No, well, they, had a, they, they had a shitty robot was the was, best guy. No, but, but I mean, even the robot took out Star, and Star was like the number one of like the other robots. Yeah. It's a tough one. But I mean, how many times are you going to watch Maximilian? And how many times are you going to watch Nemesis Enforcer? I'm, I'm just going to base, like henchman wise because mm-hmm. like nemesis enforcer yeah he's awesome but you know who does the exact same stuff as him and is on as un- unbeatable is the is pythona because she helps break out the serpentor she's a constant threat she's got the poison claws she's one of the big three that needs to be taken down at the end of the movie i like that nemesis enforcer cheated <laughs> i like true that. That's true, and uh, you know, in an alternate universe, there's a, a cut of the GI Joe movie where the little starfish thingy uh, hits Sergeant Slaughter in the face in the end of the movie, and the Joes lose. Because okay, if, well, no, no, I'm just saying, like, if Sergeant like Nemesis Enforcer used that little starfish oh, yeah, thing, yeah. you know what I mean? It's true. Plus, and I like that not only did he cheat against Roadblock to blind him, mm-hmm. but Cobra Commander knew it was coming. Therefore, he's done it many times in the past. Mm. If Nemesis Enforcer doesn't beat you right off the way, he cheats you. And fucking Cobra Commander knew it. He's like, cover your eyes! Mm. See, I think um, just based on the dialogue, though, and this is the last thing I'm going to say for Maximilian, is that like, like Maximilian was held back from murdering the entire movie. He wanted to murder them and was just passively waiting in this time and grinding his teeth. And the head scientist is like, no, Maximilian. No, don't kill them yet. Do we take away points that it's a robot? I mean, I like that it was a mm. robot henchman, but now that we're getting into the nitty gritty, mm. do we take away the fact that it's a robot? No, I, well, I think he had more personality than, like, all the robots in the movie had a lot of personality. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that, that, that doesn't really count. All right, so which way would you go? I'm, I gotta go Maximilian. Uh, I think you've convinced me. I guess I'll go Maximilian too. The evil death machine. It hurts me to not go with Nemesis, even though I came up with Maximilian in my list. <laughs> and gave him a number one seed. What was that thing? Of course, Max- Maximilian. There you go. All right, here we go. Number 
Uh, two seed. Oh, what a fucking matchup. Number two seed, the Stalkers from <laughs> Running Man versus the number yes. three seed, the Minions. Oh, my God. Oh, the Stalkers versus the, versus minions. the minions. And the winner gets Maximilian <laughs> next. <laughs> Oh the Stalkers versus the Minions. Fucking Buzzsaw, Sub-Zero, mm-hmm. Dynamo, Captain Freedom, and Fireball versus Minions. <laughs> I mean, I know Love they have... bananas. They, they, they have, like, names. Yeah, there's a couple different names. They're just interchangeable, though, I feel like. Yeah. He's just constantly naming names, and they're just popping out of the woodwork. Yeah. And then there's, like, one female Minion, or maybe it's just a male Minion in a dress. Yes, male Minion in a dress, because that's funny. Yes. So what what do you think in here? I mean, they both have a lot of personality. The Running Man stalkers are a bit more unique. Mm. You know, um, the minions, though, always come out on top. You know, they actually get shit done, whereas the stalkers uh, fail every single time. The minions are cute and lovable and almost take over the movie themselves. The Running Man stalkers are probably the most outrageous of all the henchmen on this list. Because mm-hmm. how I mean, the fucking fat Asian hockey player guy <laughs> that that has a razor blade <laughs> hockey stick that pushes uh, Schwarzenegger into uh, a goal, mm-hmm. <laughs> scores him. That was uh, weird. <laughs> but those, but those goddamn minions. Doesn't Jim? Doesn't Jim Brown turn uh, turn against Killian? No, no, he doesn't. I thought, I, th- I thought at one point he gave away like the secret of the the winners. Well, no, he does, but I mean they still kill him. They blow up his jetpack. Ah. Uh. So, um, no, Captain Freedom doesn't. Uh, he quits. Oh. Uh. And they they fake him out. They do like a they kill a fake Schwarzenegger. Ah, mm-hmm. jeez. Uh, I mean, I could see either of these guys run in the distance. On this, I would I would have to give it to the minions though because they're they're just like our job. They're like the perfect henchmen, you know. They're loyal. Uh, they don't have a lot of dialogue. No man, zero management potential. Like if um, if their master died, there's no way they could take over uh, because they're kind of hopeless. But in the end, they always get the job done. All right, you convince me. Okay. I'm much nicer this year. I know, right? I mean, like <laughs> we don't really need veto power. We're just having a good time. It's just been tough. All right. God damn these matchups. <laughs> We got the Tomb Patrol Weasels, number one seed, versus number four seed, Blix. Oh, man. We keep going funny versus deadly, it seems like. Blix versus the Tomb Patrol Weasels. What the fuck do we do on this one? I mean, those weasels are so good. They're so perfect in Roger Rabbit. And then Blix is the thing of our nightmares. Yeah. The ultimate henchman. Well, like, um, the we- yeah, the weasels are, con- are like a constant threat. And uh, Blix is just like is like the first thing that you see they're like holy shit the good guys th- do not stand a chance but then blix is gone for mm-hmm. the last half of the movie and they introduce the other big bad the the darkness i mean the darkness does give him the the command in the beginning but they don't show the darkness so right. you know right off the bat that vi- that blix is a henchman mm-hmm. and you know someone else must be even scarier and it turns out it's right True. uh but i mean like i said he's like i said he's the fucking fairy tale boba fett Yep, he has he has the power and he's and he's like having fun with it, and then he decides uh, I better give this to back to my boss and get the fuck out of there. It's way smarter. Like, he lives through the movie. I like the Tomb Patrol weasels, but I'm going Blix. Let's go. I'm Blix. going scary bad guy. Blix, 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 Blix. All right, last one in the Sweet Sixteen bracket. We've got number two seed Saruman 
versus mm. number six, Sheriff of Nottingham. Oh my God! They're basically the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, funny and deadly again. Yeah, I um, know, right? It just keeps working out this way. Here's the thing, though: is um, so, well, all right. So Saruman, by the by, the end of the second movie, Saruman is no longer a threat. Right. Like he's, he's neutralized by trees. And his whole entire thing, like, yeah, he betrayed Gandalf. Uh, he raised the entire, like, Urukai army. But then they got fucking destroyed at Helm's Deep by, like, a hundred humans. And if you read the books or not, like, a detachment of elves, maybe. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and then they get their asses pounded in the trees. And then Saruman sucks because he goes out, like, in the books, he goes out, and the deleted scenes of the movies, he goes out like a bitch by Wormtongue. Yeah. He never gets a wizard showdown. That's true. That's true. I mean, I love the book. Like, the, the ending in the book, I'm just so sad that they didn't just film that. They did. I saw ending. it. Hmm? I saw it. It was in the deleted scene where Wormtongue knifes him. No, no, no. I mean, no. In, in the book, like, he goes, he takes Wormtongue and they go, like, take over the Shire. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, sorry. You're yeah, right. That whole, that whole bit. He, I mean, just, he still gets stabbed by Wormtongue, but yeah. Uh, what do you think? I mean, Sheriff Nottingham. I gotta go for the sheriff. The sheriff is awesome. He's a better henchman. Saruman's always just looking out for himself. And although the sheriff is slightly stupid, he did sniff out when Robin Hood and uh, Little John were uh, running the archery contest. That's right, man. So he's got some wits about him. Yeah, because Prince John's got a knife to his bat uh, uh, from his Little neck. John. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, he goes, "Release my buddy!" And <laughs> the sheriff's like, "Now wait just a minute. Uh. Something don't smell right here." That's pretty good, right? Did I just that was do a pretty good. good. That was pretty good. Yes. <laughs> All right, he wins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, the the voice actor for the sheriff is actually a fairly well known. Uh, I think he was like a country musician, but. Uh, he had like that that very t- weird twangy country voice that he was well known for. Yeah. All right, so now we're down to the elite eight. Okay. Here we go, guys. This is where legends are made. Number four seed Tatsu <laughs> versus number three seed <laughs> Richter. Uh, all right. Well, they they both are in command of like like uh, like the the fighting force is all below them. You know, they yeah. do get yelled at. By their boss, often, especially Richter. I like like Tatsu, obviously. Mm -hmm. I gotta go Richter. Michael Mm -hmm. Ironsides, like fucking love him in this movie. I love him in every movie he's in. But I mean, the best part is Schwarzenegger's strapped to the machine, and they're gonna erase his memory again. Mm -hmm. And they're like, "Hey, is he gonna remember anything we say?" And they're like, "No." And he goes, "Boom!" and punches him in the face. (laughs) Like, fuck fuck you. (laughs) That was awesome. Although Richter has like. I mean, his boss treats him like shit. You know, at least Tatsu, well, there's like this weird honor thing. But like with Richter, he's like, he's like, I am somebody's bitch, and I'm gonna take it out on everything. It's kind of implied if you're a henchman. Usually, you know, a bitch. I take I, I take that back. It's the same relationship because he takes Tatsu takes it out on the Foot Clan too. Oh, he definitely does. Like he gets fucking shamed by Shredder. <laughs> he just looks down on him, and and Tatsu's so pissed, he just starts whooping ass. That's true. I, I'm I'm going Richter on this one. All right, let's go, Richter. All right. Not too bad, Tatsu. I, lo- I love him. All right, we got Odd Job, number one seed versus Bob, number six seed. Oh, man. Odd Job versus Bob. It's got to be Odd Job. There are several times where, um, well, Odd Job kills a bunch of dudes. Let's say that. I like Bob, but 
I mean, the fact that he slipped this far is he just got lucky in his matchups. So I got to give mm-hmm. it to Odd Job. Odd Job all the way. All right, Maximilian versus the Minions. <laughs> <laughs> we know who'd win in a real fight. <laughs> I don't know. That's the thing is I don't know because the Minions can create technology. You know, yeah. they're always like making stuff, and there's like a million of them. You know, Maximilian could just be like shredding them to death, and there'd be more. Mm, that's true. You know, plus once the minions are like united against something, like once it's actually go time, they stop screwing around. Mm. You know, I think like if somebody actually killed a minion, the other ones would go feral and like cannibalize them or build a giant death ray or something. By the way, I have no idea who's going to win this tournament. Like this is oh it's so God. it's so good and close <laughs> in this one. I have no clue. All right. Well, I don't know. Who do you think, Maximilian or the minions? Well, let's see. Maximilian actually has a couple lines, and his desire to kill is through the roof. Like mm. I think he's like built to kill. I uh, mean, he's he's crimson red, and those motherfuckers are always bad news. Yeah, the the minions are not built to kill, but they're they were, they are built to serve. You know. Um, yep. And I think um, because of his personality, like I think at one point there's like a little tiff between him and his creator, where he's like, Maximilian. Yeah, does he turn on him at the very end? Before they go through the I hole? I think he might. I'm I think just, he I, does. It's been a it's been a while since I've seen the movie, maybe like ten years now. And do we hold that against him, the fact that Black Hole is such a shitty movie <laughs> that we really can't let him advance to the final four because no one's fucking seen this shitty movie. Well, it's like if it was released now, it would have been a comedy, right? They're gonna remake it actually. Oh good. It's, I mean, it's been announced. It's one of those that's probably just in development forever. But Yeah, well, they, re- they remade 20,000 Leagues, too, and it sucked. I almost feel like we're, we're giving him too much credit. I vote Minions. All right, Minions. Minions are better. Now, the last uh, Elite Eight matchup. Number four seed Blix versus number six seed Sheriff of Nottingham. Okay. I feel like Blix is kind of like the Sheriff of Nottingham. The henchmen that, that he commands are morons. Yeah. Right. I mean, they're good for for a fight, you know, maybe uh, for a trap, mm-hmm. but it's the same thing. Like the vultures are also idiots, and and he commands them too, or the sheriff commands them. I mean, personal feeling here. I, I the sheriff has been on a great run. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed it, but I, I'm going Blix because he's a fucking badass henchman that still scares me. I think in terms of, um, you know. Blix actually has a boss that he's afraid of, which mm-hmm. kind of like keeps him in line to be more of a better henchman. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know what? Fuck reasons. Let's just give it to Blix. He's awesome. Yeah. Anyone that's gotten this far and is com- frustrated because they don't know who Blix is, just go watch Legend. <laughs> Tom Cruise is hilarious in it. It was his best and, role like, ever, actually. If you like fantasy movies, everything but Tom Cruise is pretty awesome. And then Tom Cruise is just hilarious. Every, I mean, uh, it's like uh, it's the it was one of the '80s fantasy movies with a jillion practical effects. And yeah, and, a lot of it's and, really the, and awesome. the darkness is the fucking scariest devil I've ever seen. Tim Curry, that's his one of, one of his best roles, and it's one of the most iconic devil roles. Yeah, and he tries to bang Ferris Bueller's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Does he bang her? It's kind of like uh, not really sure if he does. No, well, she was she was playing. He corrupts her. She was playing Roboto Possum. That's right. That's right, Roboto. Yeah, she's she's gonna bang him, and he's like, "Fuck yes, I've been waiting." And then she betrays him. He makes the best blowjob face ever. <laughs> yeah. She's like, she's like, um, uh, I want to kill the unicorn. He's like, 
Yes, oh, what I'm waiting to hear. Such a dark boda right now. All right, final four. We've been going for over an hour. Oh my god. So not by much though, because we started late. Okay. All right, final four. Number three seed Richter versus number one seed Odd Job. Hmm. That's tough. I mean, I like Odd Job, mm-hmm. but Richter's awesome. Richter's a good actor. Richter is multi. Uh, I don't know what the word I'm going to connect with multi. <laughs> multi actor. <laughs> Sorry, I got I I love Richter, and he chases them the whole time. He's more legit than Odd Job. Odd Job's cool. He's iconic. He's like the henchman that uh, the older generation will always think of. But I I vote Richter, even though he's not as popular. Uh, for me, he's the ultimate skeevy henchman. Like when I think skeevy henchman, I think Richter. See, but Odd Job's the other way around. He's the guy that the villain just can't, or excuse me, that the hero just can't beat. You know, like no mm-hmm. matter what. And he'll just do whatever the villain says. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, he he gets, like, a ring out in the end. He gets, like, really mm-hmm. lucky uh, killing a five job. So who are you, which way are you going? It's tough because I'm, I'm thinking, like, henchman-wise, all right, Richter, he commands a team, but then he's always, like, yelling at him, you know, like, he's got a bunch of, like, stuff going on. Ajab, he's just, like, a smooth dude. He's like, all right, I'm just here to be muscle and mm-hmm. murder. I guess we can go with Richter. Richter, it is to the finals with you, sir. Wow. Who will be the other one in the finals? The number three seed Minions or the number four seed Blix? Oh my God. Who could have fucking predicted this? Who could have predicted this? (laughs) This henchman one's been crazy. Oh my God. What do you think? Versus Blix. (laughs) It's all over the place. It's just bizarre. All right. It's it's almost like saying, uh, you know what? Wait, wait, wait. Excuse me. When we keep comparing uh, Blix to Boba Fett, where's Boba Fett on this list? He's not a henchman. Oh, sorry, he's just hired help. Yeah, I mean, some of these guys are hired help in these ones, but but Boba Fett wasn't enough of a henchman. Mm-hmm. You know, because they just hired a bunch of bounty hunters at once. He's he was successful. He's totally fucking cool. Yeah. I just, mm, you know, it's like he's also working for Jabba. He's working for Darth, Darth Vader too. Mm-hmm. I just felt like he didn't quite classically fit. Into our henchman role, right? So he's not—he's not filling out a W nine. He's filling out a ten ninety nine for an independent yeah. contractor. Exactly. Okay. So that's why I didn't—I didn't put him in there. So we got minions <laughs> versus Blix. Uh, I—you know what? Henchman wise, I—I I would have to give it to the minions. Only—only only because they're—they're they're more like um. I oh, wouldn't—I wouldn't want to say. Blix nearly has a moment where he defects and just decides to go do his own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the minions, there's no possible way they could like they could put two brain cells together to uh, to rebel. I feel like they're more loyal. Okay, I'll go with minions on that. In the finals, wow! From <laughs> from Total Recall, Richter, Michael Ironsides. Versus, and he was the number three seed, and mm-hmm. so are the minions. Two really? number three seeds, the minions hmm. from Despicable Me, and soon to be in their own movie this summer. Fight was was Richter rebooted? Did they did they put him in the Total Recall reboot? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was um, Walt from Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. Wasn't he Richter or I shit? Wa- I wasn't sure. I watched I watched the new one once and fell asleep and I was so fucking disappointed. Our dad loves it though. He loves the reboot with Colin Farrell. Yeah. I, so, I, I love that I love that the the uh, the evil 
the evil wife stays stays alive throughout the whole movie. She's a pest. She, oh, Kate Beckinsale is so hot too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Walt from Breaking Bad is either um, he's either Richter or he's Cohagen. Hmm. I, I forget. Yeah. That's how forgettable that movie was. But <laughs> I like the soldiers, the robots, or whatever. Yeah. Richter versus the minions for ultimate henchmen. I mean, for me, yes, the minions are definitely henchmen. They do their thing, but I mean. I can't give it to him. I got to give classic henchmen, evil, corrupt, kind of not good enough to be the boss ever. Mm-hmm. Assholes. You know, I got to give it to Richter, I think. Well, they're both they're both pretty loyal. Richter has lines. The minions have zero lines. I guess they have enough fart jokes to constitute some lines. Mm. Um, what were the other good qualities of, of being a good henchman? Like not not talking a lot, extreme loyalty. Oh, like um, like in, so in the in the movie, um, in Despicable Me, they're 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 the minions for the technically the good guy. A lot of times, the henchman does the heavy lifting, so mm-hmm. the main boss doesn't have to get his hands dirty at least until towards the end of the movie. Right. Right, but in Despicable Me, they're just always on the sidelines. Like they don't really leave home base. You yeah. know, uh, he, Grunk, Krook, what was his name? Gru. Gru, thank you. Yeah, Gru is always, like, taking the falls, but that's because it's a kid's movie. If it makes you feel better, if you pick Minions, I'm going to veto you. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I held the veto the whole time. Oh, uh, look at that. Oh, we, 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 it was, like, an easy convince this whole time. Yeah, so either oh. pick Richter, I'm going to veto well, you. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I'll just pick Richter. How's that? Boom, baby, there it is. Wow. The ultimate henchman from one of the greatest action uh, movies of all time, Total Recall, the 1990 version. People, look at that. Michael Ironsides. I can't. I love that Blix got so far, but just you know, you can't go up against the minions. Yeah, that's now, just impossible. I I hope you know. Like I said, we posted. Uh, we're gonna post this on our Facebook page, our, our brackets, and on our JumpmanPodcast.com website. Mm-hmm. I want people to download it and to fill it out and to tell us who their winner is because there's no fucking way their final four is our <laughs> final four. No so way, I, I want to hear what other people came up with through through this tournament. After the bloodbath was over, I want to hear what other people came up with is there. So please post your result. At, l- at least just tell us your winner um, or your final four on our Facebook page because I am like legit curious to find out uh, what other people think. So, especially people that never saw Black Hole or Legend. Oh, my God. But they should. But they should. The, I mean, maybe not Black Hole, but definitely Legend. Yeah. You know, Black Hole is like, if you want, like, a creepy suspense movie, even though we probably spoiled the shit out of it, uh, go for Black Hole. Actually, we didn't We didn't uh, talk about the big reveal, so, uh, so we'll keep that in suspense. That's true. And Legend, it's awesome. There's a lot of practical effects. There's a lot of monsters. There's, like, the classic... Um, like froud looking fairy in there too yep and she's all macking on tom cruise and he's like i will have none of your awesomeness get away she's like i work for tinkerbell oh, wait it didn't yes yeah that's right she's like be with me and he's like Shh, i'm gay yeah. I, mean, I, I mean i'm a scientologist yeah same thing yeah <laughs> all so, right man so that's that's ours i gotta get moving pretty soon here my okay. nuts are sweating because i've right. just been sitting too long Dude, thank you everybody who, who watched us live on twitch dot tv slash jump mania we are the jumpman podcast we're coming at you every single week with a video game movie comic whatever um 
Uh, you can check us out at jumpmenpodcast.com. We're also on retrowaretv.com, elder-geek.com. We're on iTunes. You could subscribe to us, set up your iTunes so you can listen to us at the gym. That's what I do with my favorite podcasts. Um, and uh, where's that last one? Oh, you guys can follow us on Twitter like your girlfriend does. Mm. And like Will I Am, apparently. Yeah, see, a big <laughs> deal. Sorry, he's following my personal account. Oh, and thank you to everybody who's been posting uh, links on our Facebook wall. You guys are awesome. Thank you very much to the Maniacs. Big shout out. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Oh, and shout out to England. By I hope Chelsea wins the Premiership. Yeah, go Blues! I'm I'm rooting on Team Solo mid, but I will tell you about that in a second. All right, <laughs> All right we'll see you. Bye bye. Jump man, engage. Your lack of faith disturbing. One shall stand.